Marvelites, welcome to episode number 49 of This Week in Marvel, the official Marvel podcast of all news, new releases. You know what I realized as I was thinking the other day? We're going to do episode 50, which is a big milestone episode, and yeah. then two weeks later, we will have our one-year anniversary podcast. Yep. So we're going to have two big podcasts back-to-back. Yeah, we're going to make That's them huge. three hours long. I'm Ryan Panagos, a.k.a. Agent M, Executive Editorial Director for Marvel's Digital Media Group, joined by... Ben Morris, Associate Editor of Marvel.com, and we are also joined by... Dan Horowitz, Marvel Intern, Personality Slightly Better This Week... Yeah, let's we'll see. see. We'll see. <laughs> yeah, uh, judge. Not, Blake, yeah, not joined by associate producer Blake Garris. Because last week he said, oh, his parents are coming in. So and I said, well, we have the podcast. So I'll have him come in later. He said, okay. And then today he decides to have his parents come in while we're recording the podcast. So he can't do the work that he's supposed to do. And instead he's going to gallivant around with his parents. On the upside, we may get to have Blake's parents on the podcast. Yeah, well... We'll so that see. could be interesting. Yes, totally. It is the episode before our big 50th episode, as we right. talked about a little bit earlier. Next week, we're going to have a big, big, fun, crazy episode. Because we saw some of your questions in the comments from Twitter. We'll get to those later. Right now, we're going to jump into the new comics on sale for the week of October 3rd, 2012. I'm going to start us off with Age of Apocalypse number 8, written by David Lapham, with art by Renato Arlem, colors by the almighty Lee Lowridge. I love Lee Lowridge. He's awesome. He's no, a it's punk cool. rock dude. Almighty is a big adjective. Yeah, because he's a great colorist. Right. Look at look at these greenish yellows right you know, here. No, I can't see. You know, parts. I can't see them. Ha ha. And it's uh, not funny. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we've got what are they called? The executioners. The exterminated. Exterminated. I read the book. The exterminated crew. Many of them are in Latveria dealing with doom. Doctor Victor Von Doom, who in this reality doesn't have the scarred up face, isn't quite as evil maybe but he's got his own plans and he's been doing some black market deals with emma frost who was the white queen basically like what is that when you get cut open in your brain my my lobotomy yeah she's had a lobotomy my brain's not working give me a long podcast (laughs) as you're like pantomiming at least you guys are here for me this is like a terrible game of charades yeah so she's sort of been lobotomized and you get some information about that you got azazel coming in Whole bunch of things coming together with this crew, and double crosses, triple crosses, side crosses, upper crosses, lots of cool stuff going on. Great last page, I love that. That was that was pretty sick. Pretty cool. I like the continued presence of Azazel in this book because the guy was literally in one story in the regular Marvel universe, and then I mean he was in X Men First Class. He was great, and David Laden's just like cool. He's gonna be huge in Age of Apocalypse. Why not? It's a fun little character. Yeah, he's, you know, Red Nightcrawler. Basically. Amazing Spider-Man number 695, written by Dan Slott with assistance from Christos Gage, drawn by Giuseppe Camuncoli. This is the first part of Danger Zone, which is, they're really gearing up towards Amazing Spider-Man number 700, which is going to be something really special. We know it's kind of coming down the pike and it's going to be some huge stuff, but this is getting all the ducks in a row kind of dealing with some long-standing plot threads in this case specifically got the hobgoblin we've got the new hobgoblin phil europe who is one of my favorite new villains of the last few years i love what dan slot's done with him you guys are very similar yes very similar we both well i don't have my ear pierced anymore but other than that just the same you've got the original hobgoblin roderick kingsley coming back into town so this kind of sets them up for a conflict which is not this in this issue but what this issue does is 
puts Peter Parker, Spider-Man, right in the middle. He's finally taking it upon himself to kind of track down Phil Yurik, track down Hobgoblin, who he doesn't know is Phil Yurik, who is one of his colleagues and one of his, wouldn't call them friends, but acquaintances. And he's going to try to figure out what's going on with Hobgoblin, what's going on with the Kingpin. They figure out a way to, this is kind of interesting, they don't jam his spider sense. They make it super heightened. And I enjoyed how uh, the writers and the artists both portrayed this, that his heightened spider sense, basically everything he sees is a potential danger. So he sees like a piece of paper and you get a little arrow pointing to it, just going like paper cut. And he literally cannot function because he sees danger everywhere. So this sets up the Spider-Man versus New Hobgoblin battle and then tees up also the old Hobgoblin coming back into the picture next issue. So we're going to have a good old-fashioned triple threat match, a three-way dance, if you will. And we also get some pieces moving around with Madam Web, some really big stuff going on there. And the supporting cast, particularly the guys at Horizon Labs and what's going on there, all big stuff leading up to issue number 700. Over in Avengers Academy number 38, it is the penultimate issue of the series. We will be sad to see it go, but this issue by Christos Gage, Tom Grummet, and crew is terrific. It is the flag football game between the Avengers Academy kids and the X-Kids, the Jean Grey school kids, really. I think there may be some from... Had come over I think from they Utopia. pretty much have all of them yeah, from they, the Jean Grey school at this yeah, point. Uh, yeah, at this point. Because Utopia is a burnt-out husk. So We'll get to that. I was already halfway through because it was a burnt out hut. It's just, there's so many really fun moments and gags and interactions throughout. I I couldn't get to all of them in this issue. But just great stuff from all the various characters. A lot of great Avengers Academy moments. But also, like, the guest stars that come through have Mm -hmm. their moments to shine. Like, Warbird and Anoli. Rockslide. Rockslide, as always. Glob Herman. Glob Herman is always a good time wherever he goes. Yeah, Gambit... Gambit gets a nice little... Yeah, he's a nice Gambit little, continues like, to big just brother be, moment. Yeah, Gambit continues just to be the sexual conscience of the Marvel Universe. As well Trademark he should that. be. Gambit, the sexual conscience of the Marvel Universe. Tell we're Daniel. Talk, we're going to talk to Daniel and Janine right after this. i got to say, I love how Tom Grummet draws dupe. It's so yeah. it's different than how you always see him. He's just great. Mm. A lot of cool stuff here. I don't want to get... I won't be able to get into everything, but... I think we're going to get a lot of questions answered in the final issue, see where these characters go. We know a lot of the characters will show up in Avengers Arena and probably throughout the rest of the Marvel Universe. And Wolverine and the X-Men. Yeah, Wolverine and the X-Men. They're not going to go away. The characters will be around. A lot of cool stuff to come for sure. Such a great book. All right. It does not get any bigger than this, quite frankly. It's Avengers versus X-Men number 12. I can't believe we're here. It's been six months. We've covered every aspect of this. And again, not towing the line here, I'm amazed at how the excitement and the stakes and just the awesomeness of this book have kept up for six months through 12 issues. My hat is off to everyone, including the final creative team here, writer Jason Aaron, who is taking the lead here from Brian Bendis, Jonathan Hickman, Matt Fraction, Ed Brubaker, Adam Kubert, following up on Olivier Coipel and John Romita Jr., got john dell on inks we've got laura martin on colors we've got a lot of assistance across the board but this is it cyclops has become dark phoenix we saw that in abx number 11 he has killed professor x and he is maybe the biggest threat the marvel universe has ever faced he is completely untethered completely all-powerful and it's up to the avengers and the x-men combined to take him down this is the kind of huge conclusion to a mega event that you want to see where you have got 
Avengers and X-Men in every spot around the world fighting Cyclops, fighting natural disasters, fighting anything they can get their hands on. That's just the first half of the issue. It's just like fight, 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 battle, 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 and all these cool locales, all these different combinations really showcases all the great characters we have. And then it ultimately comes down to Scarlet Witch and Hope. They are the two who can potentially stop this huge battle with them and Cyclops. Although some other characters get great moments as well, including Nova, which always a pleasure for me to see. But we get the Hulk gets a good punch in on him. The Hulks in general, the Hulks versus Cyclops is a really fun fight. Thor, some of the X-Men. It's just a cool big battle moment. It's a culmination of, you know, we've had some great character stuff. You get more good character stuff in here, especially from Hope and Scarlet Witch. And Jason Aaron really, in particular with Hope Summers, writes some just the culmination of all the stuff she's been up to, not just in AVX, but since the character was introduced. And everything Wanda's trying to deal with as well. Tony Stark has his moment. Everyone has their moment. Ultimately, the battle goes beyond just them versus Cyclops. There's fallout. There's repercussions. There's a huge ending. There's a satisfying ending. This is, you know, it brings the book to a really great close, but also there are like three or four after points that you're like, oh my God, where are they going to go from here? Where are the Avengers going to go? What's going on with the X-Men? In particular, what is next for Cyclops? Because that's a huge deal in here, but this legitimately changed the landscape. Great event from start to finish. It's a beautiful book. Adam Kubert, John Dell, and Laura Martin with friends because there's some other folks helping out on Inks and Colors, do a tremendous job, and yeah, it's just the kind of book that makes me proud to be associated with the company and proud to be a comics fan. Yeah. It's a really fun, well-executed book. Suck it, other comic companies. Yeah, I mean, I guess I could have just said that and saved myself five minutes. Burn. All right, over into AVX versus number six. So we've got uh, Avengers vs. X-Men 12 out, and the companion book about fights, 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 punching, 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 and craziness and silliness from Nick Lowe and crew. You've got one story, which is Scarlet Witch vs. Hope by Kieran Gillen and Jim Chong. So gorgeous, I just want to throw up all over the page. I just can't handle it. There's really yeah, that cool... Jim Chong, he can draw. He can draw, all right. Like, this allusion to that, that stuff in House of M. Mm-hmm. Love that. But just badass fight. Really great. And I love the ending. I love, love, love how this fight finishes. Oh, yeah. That's, it was terrific. That's, that's, I laughed out yeah. loud when I read it on the train last week. That's fantastic. It was great. And then in addition to that, we've got, I think it's nine other fights or what, eight other fights. So or nine total. Stories yep. in this. You've got Cyclops versus Captain America, won by Bendis and oh. Jim Mafood, which was really funny. So mean. It was so mean, and it's just a diss off. Did you notice the reference to a certain character? In yes, here? I did. And I was like, wait, what? I guess we can do that. So suck it, other comic companies. Jeez. We have a great science battle in this one: Cyclops versus Havoc, Hulk versus Domino, which I thought was a really fun little fight. Toad versus Jarvis. Kicked so much ass. I Fantastic. love Jacob Shabot and Christopher Hastings, who's Dr. Hastings, does Dr. McNinja, and he did mm-hmm. our Fear Itself Deadpool series. Spider-Woman versus the X-Women, in a sense. <laughs> that was really funny. <laughs> love seeing Art Adams. Art Adams, man. I mean, hello! And we've got Iron Fist versus Iceman, which is by Jason Aaron and Ramon Perez. You know the, or- you know the origin of that story? I do not. It was Jason Aaron literally at the summit. I think the, one of the summits you were at... Arun Singh and Tim Dillon were arguing because Iron Fist and Iceman are their favorite characters about who would win in a fight between Iron Fist and Iceman. And Jason Aaron emailed them a couple days later and said, hey, I'm writing this into an issue of Versus just to settle this for you. (laughs) 
once and for all. Nice. So that's literally how that story came about. Nice. Just it was, a, it's a good fight. It's, it is I, a good fight. I, I, I'm iffy on the outcome. It's a circumstantial outcome. No, that's how it happened. I agree. And then the final one is Squirrel Girl versus Pixie, which was oh, adorable. adorable. I love Katie Cook. If you've not read her webcomic Gronk, you totally should. It's really cute, really fun. She's she's just an adorable comic artist and writer. It's just really great, really funny finale to this series. The long-awaited, and I mean long-awaited, like years, years in the so making. So excited for this. Daredevil End of Days, number one. This is the hypothetical last daredevil story think of it as we used to do these the series called the end yep which was a almost a what if like what it if, is this what is if. this could be the the final story for this character right. told by these creators this is how it and this is just an all-star list of creators who particularly associated with daredevil you've got brian michael bendis writing assisted by david mack also writing the great klaus jansen doing the pencils and kind of the rough art bill sinkevich finishing him doing some gorgeous painting all colored by matt hollingsworth and if that doesn't get you to buy the book then well joe caramagna also letters it so there buy it for him that should put you over the top but yeah this is awesome the first page is bullseye punching daredevil in the face and just breaking his face apart set a few years in the future and the first few pages of this brutal fight between bullseye and daredevil and We've already said in press that this starts with the death of Daredevil. Daredevil dies in the first, like, four pages. And from there, it's a story about Ben Urich, the reporter for the Daily Bugle and one-time friend of Matt Murdock, basically going back and trying to figure out what the hell happened, what led us to this point. Daredevil's been out of action for a few years. He disappeared after an incident with the Kingpin, which we learn about in this issue. But he also cut a lot of people out of his life. The perception of superheroes in the Marvel Universe has changed. The landscape and the feeling of everything in general has changed and Ben Urich is kind of walking us back through it. I love this kind of story where they drop you in the middle of this familiar because it's not like it's not like a dystopic future. You know, it still basically looks like New York City, but things are different. Things are a little off. And it touches on a lot of elements from Bendis's Daredevil run. I'm sure as we go we're gonna get into other runs as well. But yeah, again, I love the stories like this that drop you into a mystery at the end. And we're now going to work our way back and find out what happens. It's really also an exploration is the character of Matt Murdock, what makes him special, why he's different than other Marvel heroes, and why he's attracted such great creators like from Frank Miller on down who have wanted, who have requested to work on this character, and why his world, his corner of the Marvel Universe is so different. The art is phenomenal. Klaus Janssen doing some of his just finest work. It's so dirty. It's so gritty, but it's so thought out. There's like a million panels on some of the pages. There's so much going on. And it is not... I would not necessarily recommend this for the kids. Uh, It's very Mm. violent and very brutal, and it's very much something if you're a longtime Daredevil fan, an adult reader, you're going to appreciate. But it is... It's hardcore, man. It's very hardcore, and I'm just reading it over again right now and just the, uh, digging it a lot. The shot where you see Daredevil die yes. affected me. I was reading yeah. it on the train, and I was like, well, yeah. that's intense. That was really well done, but it was very... It's 
Yeah, it's uncomfortable. Yeah. And, I mean, as great a character as Daredevil is, and he figures into this, I've also always had a soft spot for Ben Yurick, not just because he has the same name as me, but also... It's a great character. But, that, you know, that's, a, that's when you're a little kid. You like the characters that have the same name as you, but he's a great character, man. And, you know, he's a newspaper guy. He's he's not a superhero, but he's always seeking the truth. Well, and he's, you know, you could easily be yeah. Ben with, you know, you could put yourself yeah. in his shoes and see the world from his eyes. It's, yeah. This was a phenomenal kickoff and worth the wait of several years. Yeah. So these guys had a lot of pressure on them. They stepped up to the plate and knocked one out of the park. Totally. Over in Defenders, number 11, another penultimate issue. Here we are. Matt Fraction, art by Pierre Federici, colors by Jordi Belair. There's all kinds of crazy stuff going on in this issue. You've got the Death Celestial and a plane flew into him. We get the origin of John Amon. We've got Silver Surfer and She-Hulk, Red She-Hulk kissing. You've got Bearded Namor coming back and kicking some ass. Some really crazy, weird stuff happening, as per usual. A lot of things that we have to get answered by the end of this series. And got one more issue left, and it's going to be crazy. Map for Action Comics, sometimes it's just best just a bullet point stuff. Just be like, you got this, you got this, you got that, you got this. It's the best way to go about it. Minimum Carnage Alpha number one, kicking off the crossover between Venom and Scarlet Spider. Story Minimum Carnage. Carnage is back. This is co-written by Colin Bunn and Chris Yost, drawn by Lan Medina, all doing their best to escape out from the editing of Tom Brennan. In this story, we open up, following up on the events of Carnage USA. Carnage has been incarcerated in part because of Venom. Venom goes in to check on him, and he's gotten away under very bizarre, mysterious means. He shows up in Houston, where Scarlet Spider is. We have a Scarlet Spider versus Carnage fight. It's very brutal, as you would imagine it would be if Kane were to throw down with Carnage. Both of them are dark, to say the least. Kane has a lot of trouble holding himself back. Carnage doesn't care about holding himself back. You still have a past, back from the Clone Saga days, that gets alluded to here. And Carnage is involved in a, sound like a pun, but it's not. It's a huge scheme involving the microverse. It's a big cosmic deal but what i'm really looking forward to here is the interaction between venom and scarlet spider two great not new characters because they've been around for years but great new takes on old characters who are just as i've said in the past on this podcast they're their spider-man one step to the left and one step to the right kane is spider-man without the inhibitions venom is spider-man if he took a different path so seeing them come together is really going to be a highlight here. We get a taste in this issue. We're going to get more as it goes on. This is a six-parter. Um, Minimum Carnage. Do pick it up over the next several weeks. All right. From Craziness of Minimum Carnage to Road to Oz. The, man, I don't even know anymore, fifth or sixth series Eighth, in their Oz books. It's great. I, I love it. Once again, written by Eric Shanauer, art by Scotty Young, colors by Jean-Francois Bellou. You've got Dorothy and the Shaggy Man and Toto in Foxville with these wily foxes there. If you like anthropomorphic stuff, this is your bag right here. I know here. you do. I do. It's great. You've got these talking foxes and a whole lot of stuff happening to them. Oh, and you can't forget Button Bright, who is the, the big-eyed little boy that's in the book. And something happens to him. You've got a talking rainbow, a daughter of a rainbow, Polychrome. I'm always fascinated by these books. And, you know, these were originally written so long ago and had such great wild ideas. And, you know, now that we're adapting them. Really? Really? awkward. Really? <laughs> Intern forgot to put his uh, sound everyone. off on his phone. Fired. 
And then, yeah. You know what? I lost it. It's over. Oh. Road to Oz. It's, it's a great book. The intern ruined it. All for right. Everyone. We get the phone silence. Yes. We're going to move forward. We're going to move forward into the final frontier with Space Knights. Issue number one of a three-issue limited series which is actually reprinting a series from about 10 years or so back by Jim Starlin and Chris Batista, following up on the Space Knight legacy established way back in the 70s and 80s. This is an interesting take. It's a cross between a lot of different sci-fi genres. It's a family who are being raised for military service. They're going into interstellar war. It's in a similar vein as when we reprinted Strike Force Moratori. Not the same thing, but just a very elaborate cast, very interesting relationships and a lot of stuff I'm interested to see unfold. So if you know Jim Starlin, you know he can bring it when it comes to cosmic. Chris Batista's a great artist. If you're looking for some cool space opera, space nights, you got three issues to get caught up. Alright, over in Uncanny X Force number thirty two, another heartwarming issue by Rick Remender with art by Phil Noto, colors by <laughs> Frank Martin Jr. and Rochelle Rosenberg. So harsh on poor Rick Remender. Poor Rick Remender! The things he does to the characters that we all love he should be a sh- no. He should not be ashamed. He's doing great work. A lot of Deadpool stuff in this issue. If you're looking for a crazy Deadpool antics, you'll get them a plenty here. Deadpool versus this Brotherhood that's come together with the Omegas and Blob and Dokken and Amal Farouk, the Shadow, Shadow King. King, if you will. Mystique gets some big moments here. Everybody who's been, you know, coming together in this, it's really coalescing into just craziness. Finally, Wolverine gets into the battle. Psylocke is trying to get involved. It's just one thing after another. And, of course, things go terribly wrong for our beloved heroes. Because why why would they go right for characters that Rick Remender is writing? I love Rick Remender's take on Deadpool in this book. The way he, you know, he's the crazy, wacky Deadpool we all know, but he's got he's got a heart in these books. Yeah. Uh, not in these books, in Uncanny X-Force. I, I would love to see Rick Remender continue to do some... I mean, he does a great job with all the characters, but I've really, over the course of Uncanny X-Force, taken to his Deadpool. I think he has a really unique take on him. Yeah. What would happen if Amal Farouk, the Shadow King, fought Ron Simmons' Farouk? Well, obviously, Farouk would give him the Dominator and it would yeah. be over. I don't think Amal Farouk could take control of Ron Simmons' mind. He's no one can. too strong-willed. Totally. The Doom, man. Remember Doom? Doom, Doom was the Doom. bomb when I was a kid. What if the tag team of Doom, instead of being managed by Teddy Long, were managed by Dr. Doom? Oh, my God. There's so many possibilities to do a Ron Simmons maxi-series. Just placing him at different points in the Marvel Universe. I would love that so much. Oh, man. we got to get in touch with Ron Simmons. Have our re- our listeners are like, if what anyone, are these fools talking about? If anyone out there is related to or friends with Ron Simmons, get him in touch the with WWE us. WWE legend. Yeah. WWE Hall of Famer. Yes. Please get him in touch with us. We have ideas. Yeah. That I'm sure he'll love. Have his people call our people. Finally, in Uncanny X-Men number 19, our final AVX crossover. I, this is the final AVX tie-in. A really yeah. important companion book, Really, too. really important and really emotional, yeah. crazy. You know, I've really liked what Kieran Gillen's done in Uncanny X-Men throughout this book because, you know, he's kind of off to the side. He's not one of the main writers on AVX, but he's really dug into what's happening with his characters in particular. This issue is called The Passion of Scott Summers. And it is very outside the box. It's not a traditional narrative. It's basically taking you inside Cyclops' head during the events of Avengers vs. X-Men while he is taken over by the Phoenix. 
it's both showing you what's going on in the present and also flashing back to key events in his past, which really tore me up and kind of tugged at my heartstrings. Oh. He's got stuff with him in Professor X, oh. stuff with him in Jean Grey, stuff with him in Wolverine, stuff with him in the original X-Men. And it's hard as a, as a longtime X-Men fan just to realize, I guess with all the excitement going on in ABX, I didn't really stop to catch my breath and think like, wow, this is in many ways the end of the X-Men as we know them. Professor X is gone, and Cyclops has been irrevocably changed. He can't come back from this. And I remember learning about Cyclops when I was a kid watching the 90s cartoon, when I was reading the comics, and just, you know, this character, even if he hasn't always been my favorite, you know, I've, I've enjoyed him, but I've also, I feel like I've known him for so long. Yeah. And this issue just kind of, the way Karen structures it, the way it's all done inside Cyclops' head narrative-wise, and it's all broken up, so it's not really full thoughts it's more stuff like see a redhead girl betray the redhead girl fight a man with claws it's just very staccato beat and just all through cyclops's life all the stuff that's led him to this point and then finally we just have this heartbreaking ending where it's the aftermath of avx and we've got cyclops and beast and the conversation they have don't want to give away the end of avx don't want to give away what they're saying but the conversation between cyclops and beast is heartbreaking on so many levels both the way beast feels about cyclops but also the way cyclops feels about his actions is it's hard it's hard to reconcile on the one hand you kind of like you want to understand the guy you want to relate to him on the other hand it's just like i can't believe this character who i felt like i knew and weird way could trust has gone this direction the other really cool thing about this issue is that it is drawn by dale eaglesham who, to the best of my knowledge, has never drawn the X-Men, at least never on this scale. So that was a really neat, because Dale Eaglesham is one of my favorite artists. I love seeing him kind of go across the Marvel Universe and to get to explore these characters who I've never really seen him portray. Yeah. That was awesome. That was a real treat. So this, this issue was a treat in a lot of ways. All right, time for our Twim of the Week. Man, I got to say, Uncanny X-Men was very good, but the coolest thing for me this week is there were two books that were on completely opposite ends of the spectrum. One was a giant blockbuster, pull out all the stops, this has got to be great event, and I loved it, and that was AVX number 12. The other was Daredevil End of Days number one, which was a down-to-earth, very human, very, you know, if you care about this character in this world, you would care about this. It's not huge cosmic stuff, and that was really awesome. So my vote gets split between those two as two different books, both showing the way to do great comics. I would agree. Done. Done. Yeah. Well said. That's pretty reasonable. Thanks, Daniel. <laughs> Agreeing with us is your best course of action at this point with one strike against you. Yeah. Thanks to Cell Phone Gate 2012. Oh, a nightmare. <laughs> Just a horrible day in all of our lives. Yeah. So those are all available on sale. Additionally, you can get all of them on the Marvel Comics app. I don't think there were any exceptions this week you should be able to pick all those up and also on the marvel comics app this week we've got chaos war thor issues one and two issues 11 through 20 of the 1990 ghost rider series the first six issues of irredeemable ant-man issues 7 through 13 of the current new avengers series that's wrapping up and all four issues of x-men noir mark of kane rock and roll all right on to collections available this week we'll start with the digital ones since we're already talking digital Let's see, we've got Mighty Avengers, The Unspoken, Ms. Marvel, Volume 2, Civil War, New Avengers, Volume 11, Search for the Sorcerer Supreme, Nova, Volume 3, Secret Invasion, 
Red Hulk, Scorched Earth, and Spider-Man, Origin of the Species. Back over in print, thanks to our friend Max Beckman, the collections on sale this week are Age of Apocalypse, Volume 1, The Exterminated, Avengers, Bride of Ultron, Premier Hardcover, Criminal, Deluxe Edition, Volume 2, Hardcover, Halo Fall of Reach, Hardcover, Man-Thing Omnibus, Hardcover, Marvel Zomnibus hardcover. What? Yeah. That's great. That's happening. Spider-Man Nothing Can Stop the Juggernaut premiere hardcover, the 12 volume 2 in trade, and this was Max's pick for the week was X-Men Bishop's Crossing hardcover. What is that one? That's Bishop's debut. It's the first few issues the of Bishop. The best series ever. It's good stuff. So good. Hey, shout out to uh, Spider-Man Nothing Can Stop the Juggernaut, though. That is a, that is a great classic Roger Stern Spider-Man story, which is... is pretty untouchable but bishop's crossing you know bias left and right there that it was awesome yeah because that's like geared towards us totes my goats hey daniel you want to tell people since you work on this you want to tell them what is freshly digitized this week yeah sure so we've got thunderbolts number 165 through 169 for monday october 1st for tuesday october 2nd we have daredevil numbers 8 through 10 Ghost Rider number 9, and Moon Knight number 11. Now, you know, we've had so many series for Daredevil, Ghost Rider, and Moon Knight. I would love to know which series these are from, because we could have Daredevil 8, 9, and 10 from several runs. Well, it's from 2011, just to clarify that. Uh-huh. This is on-the-job training at its finest. Hey, that's that's the way to do it. Ghost Rider is also 2011, and Moon Knight is 2010. Well done. For Wednesday, October 3rd, we've got... Avenging Spider-Man 2011 number 5, Hulk 2008 number 50, Wolverine 2010 number 303, and Wolverine 2010 number 304. For Thursday, October 4th, we've got Secret Warriors 2008 number 23, The Punisher 2011 number 10, X-Factor 2005 number 233 and 234. For Friday, October 5th, we've got Dak and Dark Wolverine 2012 number 23, Deadpool 2008 number 52 and 53, Fantastic Four, 1997, number 586, and X-Factor, 2005, number 228. Excellent job, Daniel. Thank you. Very well done. You recovered gracefully. You learn. You evolve. Very proud. You grow. That's why I'm here. Speaking of someone who's learned, evolved, and grown, we're hoping. Any any day now. Let's kick it over to Stromy for some information on stuff on TV, video games, and movies. Hello there! This week in Marvelites, or Twimmers and Twimites, this is Marvel.com Assistant Editor Mark Strom, Stromy on Twitter, joining you once again from beautiful Los Angeles with my delightful intern, Christina Pham. Hello! That's Christina. (laughs) And we are here to bring you the latest on Marvel movies, TVs, and games, as always. And we've got some cool stuff going on now available in Marvel games. First up in Marvel Avengers Alliance, of course, we still have Spec Op 3 going on, which is based on Avengers vs. X-Men. I am making my way through it. Right now, I have completed 15 of the 25 tasks, and I am in the process of completing the 16th, so that's me patting myself on my back. But, in addition to all that, we also have a new alternate costume for the Human Torch, which is a Nihilus Human Torch from 
Jonathan Hickman's run on the series. If you remember, the Human Torch seemingly died in the negative zone and then came back in Fantastic Four number 600 with that sick, weird negative zone thingy on his arm and he's all like, I'm ruler of the negative zone now, bow before me, and awesome. And you can now get that alternate costume in Avengers Alliance, so you can check that out. We also have Marvel Pinball the World War Hulk table is now available on iOS and Android devices. This is, of course, through Zen Pinball HD on Android devices, available on Google Play, and on Zen Pinball for iOS, which you can get through the iTunes store. Both are free apps, Zen Pinball and Zen Pinball HD, and you download those apps, and then you can go in and you can get other tables, many other Marvel tables, including we've got the Marvel's The Avengers movie table most recently. We, of course, have you know, Thor, Captain America. We've got tons of awesome tables that you can play on your phone or on your iPad and iPod and iThingies that all you kids are so fond of. And speaking of the kids today, we've got new episodes of Ultimate Spider-Man and The Avengers, Earth's Mightiest Heroes, Inside Marvel Universe on Disney XD this Sunday at 11 a.m. Eastern Time. First up, new episode of Ultimate Spider-Man, Not a Toy, which, as Christina and I were just discussing before starting this podcast, is a very, very fun episode. It is indeed. Not a toy. So our heroes Spidey and the gang, they get a hold of Cap Shield, and Spidey loses it, of course, and it lands in whose hand, Mark? Dr. Doom. Yes. It lands right in front of Dr. Doom's doorstep. Yes. And, uh, well, as you can imagine, they get into a little bit of trouble from there on in. But it's great. It's a really, really great episode. Agent Coulson in it, that show, in that episode. Principal yeah. Coulson. Principal He's Coulson. Principal Coulson, Sorry. Christina. <laughs> I feel easy. <laughs> then, after that, at 11.30 a.m. Eastern Time, we've got a new episode of The Avengers, Earth's Mightiest Heroes, which features the return of the Red Hulk to the series. So in this episode, Red Hulk joins the Avengers, and then the Green Hulk, the original Hulk, starts acting a little nutty, and Red Hulk, who is also General Ross, the Green Hulk's archenemy, starts turning the team against the original. And, I don't know, something is not quite right, and Captain America does some snooping and gets to the bomb of it, and you'll have to tune in to find out where it all goes from there. So, with that, I think it pretty much covers everything available or on TV this week. We will be back with you shortly with some movies, games, and TV news. Oh, man. Thank you, Stromy. We're so happy you survived Carmageddon and that the weather there is hot. Yeah, it's from really what I understand. burning out there. Yes. Here it is lovely and uh, it makes Very me so happy. Yes. I'm so happy. And all right, time for news. Ben, start us off. We just wrapped up, actually, as I was walking into this podcast on this Tuesday. Hopefully this will be playing on Thursday. We printed a Q&A with the one and only Matt Fraction talking about what's coming up in Hawkeye, one of the best books on the stands right now, as well as the final few issues of Defenders. We talked to the one, the only... I can't believe we gave him space on the website, Tom Brennan. What? About Minimum Carnage. What? 
because he commissioned a very cool Mark Bagley variant cover. Oh, yeah. And I thought that was interesting, so I asked him about it. You saw the logo? Yeah. It's all out there. Will I regret it? We'll see. We had previews for the final issues upcoming of Invincible Iron Man and Incredible Hulk to conclude those runs before Marvel Now. And finally, last week, we debuted a new episode of Marvel Superheroes What the? The Marvel vs. Capcom special. Myself and Ryan were both involved in it. We basically stole the show. Watch all the way to the end because there's an awesome post-credit scene. And also, you're going to see Ryan's webby award-winning performance as Apocalypse. I totally brought the potato salad. You did. You brought the potato salad in more ways than one. If you guys are following Marvel on Twitter, we just put together a new Twitter header graphic. I know that's exciting news to everybody. Check that out. We've got Coxtoberfest, which just launched, which celebrates cosplay and costuming in all its forms, headed up by Judy Stevens. In October, hence the name Coxtoberfest. It's so clever. I can't help it. Two years in a row. So, yeah, check out lots of great cosplayers. We really love that community, and we're going to be spotlighting them all month long. A whole bunch of Avengers Alliance things. I know I, I tweet about it and chat with you guys a lot, and I know... Many of you who listen are playing all the time. But seriously, the things that I shared this with Ben this morning, some of the stuff awesome. upcoming is just crazy. Really great. New characters coming up, new content, the next spec op, all kinds of stuff that we can't tell you about now. But I think you'll hear more about it in the coming weeks as we get closer to all this stuff. Thinking about now, of all those characters you showed me who are kind of tied into the spec op, I'm trying to figure out which one's going to be the unlockable. Because it could be any of those. Yeah. Any of those fellows or ladies. That's going to be fun. It's going to be great. I just got Magic last night, so I'm very excited about that. Uh, I already started playing with her today. I I wasn't really sure if I was going to enjoy her, but she's she's good, man. I love scrappers. But it's not just that. Her scrapper attack is... She gets almost three. Because she uses her soul sword and, like, slashes the guy. Then she gets an extra turn to just throw these like one-eyed crazy flying bat demons at people sure and then gets a third scrapper turn so she's even at like level one all over the place so That's i'm awesome. happy with that and also i had to buy a bunch of characters to get her <laughs> so i now have like i have basically her black panther gambit and rogue all at level one just trying to get them but that's cool i'm I'm glad to start over and have some new people to train although with the acquisition of gambit and rogue i did note on twitter recently that i have almost the full x-men 90s animated team at my disposal i just need them to make beast a playable character soon bring jubilee in don't know about that maybe morph (laughs) Not and I need to buy Wolverine because somehow I still don't have Wolverine. Wolverine's great. <laughs> Wolverine and Thor are the only two characters I don't have. I like now. Wolverine more than Thor. Yeah, but this made me think that we really need X Men '90s animated or just like kind of the classic '90s costume unlocks. Like I want Cyclops in the blue and gold, and I want classic Jean Grey costume, and I want brown jackets for everybody. Brown jackets, everybody. For <laughs> so yeah, lots of Alliance stuff. Next week, as I talked about a little bit earlier, New York Comic Con coming up. We're going to be live Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday on Marvel.com. I believe the URL will be Marvel.com slash NYCC2012. If you go there now, there will be nothing. You'll get dupe because the site, that page is not live yet. But we will have video, photos, links to all the live blogs, Twitter, news, all that good stuff. But really, I want you guys to watch 
the live video because we're going to be crazy and we're going to have a lot of guests. We've been booking people. We have Maximiliano Hernandez, who played Agent Sitwell in Item 47 and Marvel's The Avengers and a whole bunch of other you know little bits and pieces in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. He's a huge fan. He and I have been emailing with each other. He's going to be on the show for a while. we got to talk to him because we just... Agent Sitwell just died in We're going to break it to him. I think he knows. Strong told me he knows, oh. but I won't I wanted to break it. it to him live on video. Maybe, I want to see his pain. Strami seems to think he knows. At the very least, you can bring it up. Yeah. That'll probably be bad enough. Yes. We've got Claudio Sanchez from Coheed and Cambria. We've got, you know, all kinds of Marvel talent who are going to be there. Just locked in Joe Casado this morning. Very so good. it's always fun to talk to Joe Q at these things. And yeah, he'll yeah. be on Saturday, early afternoon. I've been working with every one of the video game partners who are going to be at the convention. They're all going to be coming up on the show to do some live video stuff bunch of surprises and fun stuff there i mean we're really gonna have a lot of fun on this and as we talked about we're gonna do live this week in marvel Mm -hmm. during the convention it looks like it's gonna happen at 5 p.m eastern on thursday october 11th so basically when you would normally download your episode of this week in marvel there'll be a new episode available it'll just happen to be live 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 streaming uh so we'll be live streaming that we will also be recording it and posting the audio but the audio will come a little bit later as our whole team will be engaged in new york comic conning so try to watch live we're going to be pulling in tweets and questions i'm sure throughout the show as people are, are watching so i think that'll be extra fun hopefully we'll have extra guests on that i don't i can't say for sure we'll try and bring frank thierry in and mm. nicolo and all I'm those sure fools. nicolo will be there whether we want it or not yeah can't stop him just happens yes All right, Mark, why don't you tell us a little bit more about the news happening on your end? Welcome back once more, Twimmers and Twimites, Twimites and Twimmers. This is Mark and Christina from L.A. with the latest in Marvel movies and TV news for this week. No real real games news for this week, aside from, obviously, what we covered in the now available with World War Hulk Pinball, Annihilus Human Torch and Avengers Alliance, etc., etc., Big news, of course, being that Marvel's The Avengers is out on Blu-ray. You know that because you already own it and you've already seen it five times like the rest of us in the past week. But we are still celebrating. We are unleashing some video interviews that I did some time back and that Christina edited together for me, including interviews with, who all do we have, Christina? We have Joss Whedon, Chris Evans, Chris Hemsworth, Scarlett Johansson, Kobe Smulders, who else do we have? Clark Gregg, Greg. Mark Ruffalo, and that's it. I believe that is it. And we'll be bringing those to you every day this week. By the time you uh, are listening to this, many of them will already be up. But give them a go. They're really fun. You get to hear Jazwean talk about some of his influences for the film. You get to hear about how Mark Ruffalo and Scarlett Johansson brought such unique fighting styles to each of their individual characters. You do not get to hear Mark Ruffalo compliment me on my laugh because <laughs> Christina actually didn't include that but in the edit. you get to hear his laugh all but throughout. You get to hear my laugh. However, just for the record, Mark Ruffalo did compliment me on my laugh. Then we've got a full episode of The Avengers Earth's Mightiest Heroes streaming now for free on Marvel.com. This is Season 2, Episode 17, Ultron Unlimited, in which Ultron creates robotic versions of all of the Avengers and unleashes them upon the 
real Avengers, and the robotic versions do surprisingly well and take out the team, and it's up to Captain America to, as the last man standing, to sort of put a, a stop to Ultron's plans. Then, our final bit of news for this week, if you are going to be in New York Comic Con, Next week, October 11th through 14th, stop by the Shout Factory booth because they will have the Astonishing X-Men Blu-ray collection available for sale there. This is actually about three or four weeks before it will be available to everyone else. It won't be going on sale until mid-November for, you know, retail. And if you buy the Blu-ray collection at the Shout Factory booth at New York Comic Con, you get a gorgeous John Cassidy lithograph that is a black and white pen and ink recreation of his cover art for the Astonishing X-Men Blu-ray collection. Uh, You've seen it, Christina. Yes, yes, you posted the story. It is beautiful. It is very beautiful. And, of course, the Astonishing X-Men Blu-ray collection collects all four Marvel Knights animation Astonishing X-Men series based on Jaws Whedon and John Cassidy's Astonishing X-Men run, beginning with Astonishing X-Men Gifted, then we go to Dangerous, then Torn, then Unstoppable. And Unstoppable will also be available on Blu-ray, the fourth and final Astonishing X-Men set, I'm sorry, not available on Blu-ray, on DVD at the same time as the Astonishing X-Men Blu-ray collection, and the Blu-ray collection collects all four into one nice, neat little package. So, with that, we bid you adieu, and we, once again, like to thank our lovely, delightful associate producer, Blake Garris, for putting up with our shenanigans and including us in this podcast. We hope you all have a great week, a great weekend, a marvelous time, and we will speak with you again next week. Bye, all. All right. Now it's time for This Week of Marvel Questions and Comments. If you guys don't know, you can send us your own comments and questions. Questions and comments can be about Marvel or the podcast or Ben's knowledge of marvel from the 90s whatever you want to talk about send it to us use the hashtag this week in marvel on twitter it's a long time to get there yeah i know and you can also tweet them directly to us at at agent m at ben j morse at blake garris and at stromy you know about a month in or so how are you adjusting to the loss of the uh underscore i have to remind myself a little bit here and there but it's good it's good good. glad to see you settling in yes all right, so at AR underscore III tweeted, I subscribe to Uncanny X-Force. When Marvel Now starts, will I get to choose between Volume 2 and Cable and X-Force? That's a very good question. That's something we should definitely verify. I would imagine you're going to get transferred right to Uncanny X-Force Volume 2. Mm-hmm. But you know what? You could also send yeah. an email to subscriptions at marvel.com, I believe, yeah. or online support at marvel.com. Because that's, that's a really good question. That makes sense. So, yeah. yeah. Go pass along to those guys. I think it's going to be Uncanny X-Force, but it's worth it. I would imagine. Yeah. Yeah. At Bobby Jojo 2, do you guys collect Marvel Legends? If you do, what was your first one? I used to. I used to. When I was in college and then when I started at Wizard, I was collecting them. But I haven't really collected since. I'll pick up an occasional one. But at a certain point, just so many toys, not enough space. Ah. I have a lot of Marvel Legends. I wouldn't say I collect them. Yeah, it was kind of the same deal when we were working at Wizard. I was accumulating a lot of them 
first ones I remember getting were actually gifted to me from someone else who worked at Wizard who just didn't want them anymore or was leaving. I can't remember. Gave me uh, Wolverine and Captain America. So those are the first two I got. Nice. I haven't bought one in ages. And then just a few weeks ago, I was at Target with my wife and I saw an Iron Man one. That's the one like blind spot in my collection. I've never had just like a classic normal Iron Man. I've always had like a variant armor or something like that. Mm. So I grabbed an Iron Man one. That's the last one I probably will get for a little bit. Nice. What about you, intern Daniel? You um, Marvel Legends guy? I am a poor college student, so... Cry me a river. Really. Yeah, great. I wasn't going to. What a story. It's really not a good huh? story. <laughs> this is, this it's is, a terrible story, this actually. This is a very antagonistic relationship, uh, so we're going to move there right was a, There was a toy line back in the early 2000s. Mm-hmm. It, they were like, not they were not Migos, but they were sort of like Migos. They were these Marvel figures that had cloth costumes and really cool articulation. They were awesome. I collected the hell out of those. Those were great. Don't recall those. Yeah, no, you don't. To look it up. And Bobby Jojo also asks to Agent M and Blake Garris, is there any more plans of you guys voicing on All Winners Squad? Were you on the first All Winners Squad? I was not. So that's probably a strength of merit for Bobby Jojo 2. Minus one. Yeah. That's one twin to merit for Bobby Jojo 2. I know there is another All Winners Squad in production right now. Blake's character, Walrus, is not involved in that one. So he did not do a voice. My character is not involved in that one, so I didn't do a voice. Ryan, I assume from his reaction, was not asked to do a voice. So... Un- unacceptable. Unacceptable. But there will be a new All Winners squad very, very soon. If so you guys haven't seen the first one, go to marvel.com slash allwinners, and you can check those out. At Brad the YM tweeted, Is there a tentative date set to have all the Marvel Now titles announced? It's evolving because there have actually, since we came up with our first slate of Marvel Now titles, I've been in meetings where they're adding more, slowly. Don't want to give a definitive date, but I will say in the next month, we will have even more titles announced. Actually, as soon as potentially next week, yeah, we will give you an idea of some new ones. So just keep watching. I have a sense we won't say, and that's all. Those are all the Marvel Now titles because we'll probably keep adding more because this is comics. This is an ever-evolving initiative. Another one from Matt Brad, the YM. He tweets, I am loving Space Punisher. Are there any plans for another limited series soon? My twim last week was Space Punisher for sure. No idea if they will do more, but, you know, it's, it depends on sales and depends on reaction. And we know fans love the book. Mm-hmm. We know Frank Thierry has more stories in his head. He's yeah. told me so. He's like, I want to do, dude, dude, I would, I would do space this and space that and yep. this, that and the other thing. It's true. That's what it sounded like. And so he's got the ideas. It all depends on if it, it all works out. So fingers crossed. At Cassius335, Alan John Wilkinson. Now trying to imagine what a This Week in Marvel tab app pack with you, Ryan, Blake, and myself would look like, especially dial slash cards. I don't know what a tab app pack is. That's that thing on your desk, right? Yeah, so right, uh, explain, please. WizKids and Hero has their HeroClix figures and game and everything, so they just released the tab app. You can download that for free on the iOS store, and there are certain figures there are six right now it's cyclops wolverine and iceman as well as thor iron man and captain america you these are special hero clicks figures you put them on your tablet in the game and they open up content into it so it'd be really you know it's really cool then you do certain things on the tablet and you 
you play the games in there. And then the Heroclix figures themselves have scores, little tweaks. It's sort of like a role-playing game, and they have powers and things like that, and you can play that on the regular game. So if we had our own This Week in Marvel to have that pack... Probably sit on the shelves. Yeah, it would sell <laughs> zeros of Whatever copies. Whatever the opposite of hotcakes is. Yeah. Cold cakes. Tons of cold cakes. Cold pies. Yeah, so that's not going to happen. No. But I would have all the powers... Blake would have a beard, and Ben would have super knowledge. Yeah, I'll be the strategist. Yep. Blake so. would be the cannon fodder. As always. <laughs> At Dirty Lash, Squirrel Boy has a few questions for us. Wants to know if there is a This Week in DDP coming up. We had Diamond Dallas Page DDP in here last week, and he was awesome. Totally lived up to my expectations. Great guy. Amazing. Amazing stories inspiring it's probably an hour and a half long podcast yeah we did, we it's coming a podcast with him yeah it could be like three podcasts if you're a wrestling fan his stories are amazing yeah and they were there he was telling us stories before we even started recording and i was like oh god stop yeah, 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 stop record. don't talk don't talk I was, I was thinking about ddp you could like we barely speak and nor would i want to hear us speak you give him a question he'll go Boom. for an hour and it it's amazing. awesome i mean we had stuff about Dusty Rhodes. About uh, his Hogan. Dusty Rhodes impression is amazing. His Dusty Rhodes impression dwarfs ours, but yeah, this yeah, week baby. in DDP is that definitely point. coming up, and it's going to be epic. And it was awesome to have him in here. I hope we get to do more stuff with DDP in the future. He did, he recorded some Marvel AR, oh. which is some of my favorite AR yeah. ever. Yep. And he also did you get a picture of him doing the diamond cutter on you? Yeah. He like. I'm not afraid to say he hurt me a little bit. With Good. The diamond cutter. He like grabbed me and yeah. like kind of got me in the throat, and I was like, "All right." Should you do your DDP, DDP yoga today? Around. Not today. Oh, you I always do it, do it at night, right? At night. So I'll do it tonight. Yeah. When I, get I did energy and red hot core this morning. I was saying this yes. to you, Ben, the other day that on Sunday I did the diamond cutter workout for DDP yoga, 50 minutes long, and then I did red yeah. hot core afterwards, which is another 12 minutes kicked my yeah, ass. you're in rough shape Monday it was morning. good you're in rough shape i Monday loved morning. it i was so happy that i did it you feel so much better i did some energy and some fat burner over the weekend yeah felt very good got some red hot corn in between so yeah i'm doing some tonight i don't know what i'm doing tonight but i yeah i didn't do it last night and i felt very off i feel off right now and i need to get right back i may have to just do it like during lunch yeah you know all the moves it's true you do I a could, couple diamond cutters i could do it by heart Call, go into down dog do yeah, a couple not the same without him saying the stuff to me you, though but it is in my head it's pretty much in my yeah. head um to the roof and he did tell us there are mp3s we can get so yes. i'm actually looking into that soon but before we spend too much time on this <laughs> sorry at dirty lash so you have time to prepare would love to know in episode because this is a strami fan in episode 50 what your twim of the years are oh man squirrel boy that's a, that's tough because we haven't read all the comics out. We haven't read the, right. the Marvel Now books. Right. And I thought... We could do the year to date, maybe. Maybe. Even that's going to be a lot it's of tough. work. If someone wants to pick, tell us all our Twim of the Week picks for the yeah. last year, put that into a list. That'd and be good. Then we could just compare that list if and see. If you guys do the work, then we're happy And by you guys, I mean it. interns. Okay. So you're going to have so, to figure out job. all yeah. each of our individual picks for... Tomb of the Week for every episode in 2012. There's actually an easy way to do it. Don't give him any help. Okay, I'm just saying. There's, there's He's got to walk code. before he can run. There's like basically a contra code to <laughs> doing this that I'll share with privileged information later. Yes. Other one from Dirty Lash. Can I get a note to get out of work for live this week in Marvel number 50? Sure. 
I don't know from who. From us? I don't think you're. Actually, I, sh- I should write a little note and so put that up on my note. on my blog yeah, and be like, "Hey, print it out." That'd be. I, do that. Brain there you note. Go. Gonna make writing a brain it down. Note. He's writing it down. Also, what time will it be in UK? Roughly, it will be five p.m. Eastern. So it's like eight hours difference in the no, UK. No, it's five hours. Five so hours it's difference. gonna be ten o'clock. Ten o'clock, UK time. Ten p.m. 10 p.m. UK we time. we we think, but if we you think. look look at what time you're at now, and just you could Google yeah. it, World Clock. Yeah, use World Clock. Just go off 5 p.m. Eastern because that's where we're at. So that's how we plan everything. Yes. At Dirty Flash, final one from Matt Dirty Flash. What would you have as a this week in Marvel tagline if you became this week in Marvel now, like worthy chimichangas, etc.? That's pretty good. Weekly. I'd say penultimate. That's pretty this good. This week in Marvel now is penultimate. That's pretty great. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Those were. That's a good one. All right. So we've got a couple from Dr. Underscore Spidey tweets. Just finished this week of Marvel episode 47.5. The origin of the shawarma scene in Avengers is revealed. Hilarious and enlightening. Glad you're digging it. That is one of my favorite interviews I've done in a while. That was super great. That's with Jeremy Latcham, producer of Marvel's The Avengers. He was incredible. And it was it's really good. I want more people to listen to that because I think it's, it's full of information. Another one from Dr. Underscore Spidey. After hearing Wolverine and the X-Men talked up a bit on This Week in Marvel and reading number 17 due to Mike Allward's art, we've sold him on the series. Great series. Great issue. Yep. I'll tell you, go back to Dirty Lash's question, that issue would definitely be in the running for Tomb of the Year for me. Yep. It was that good. So good. That good. We're a dick. And then another one from Dr. Underscore Spidey says, Are you going to show the live streaming This Week in Marvel episode 50 after the fact on Marvel's YouTube channel for those of us who can't watch live? That's a great question, Scott. I don't know if we'll be able to do that. There's a lot of technical things that go into this and what we're able to record and, you know, how we're going to take this stuff and put it off later. I would like to, but I don't want to guarantee that we will... But you will be able to rewatch the live show so you can catch up, you know, when we're off the air and then start watching live. We should have all that set up for you guys. So fingers crossed. We're going to make sure that you, you have all the links you need, all the information you want, and all the places you can catch up. Last one from Dr. Underscore Spidey tweets, I'd like to thank Lex Pendragon and Wolf Knight 26 for sending me ISO 8 on a daily basis. You guys rock. Hashtag Avengers Alliance. And then Lex Pendragon's follow-up says, Thanks to you, I'm only three tasks away from finishing the special op. Avengers Alliance. See, that's it, guys. Bringing it together. Bringing it together. Bringing the world together one twim at a time. Being friends with other twimmers, you know, get out there. Find the people who comment. Link up with them. You know, gain the bonuses. Awesome. Very excited about that. At Drew Hamilton 1, been reading comics for a year and have seen Celestials pop up frequently. Is this normal or a build-up to something? That is a very good note. The Celestials have shown up in Uncanny X-Men. They've shown up in Fantastic Four. They've shown up in Defenders. And once upon a time, a Celestial appearance would be very rare. So it's got to beg the question, is, is something up? I don't know. Maybe. There may just be sometimes sometimes with that stuff though, it's just something gets in the collective ether and a bunch of creators just at the same time decide, I want to use this character. We saw what happened with Damon Hellstrom, the uh, Serpent Society, Serpent Society and Squad. Juggernaut a couple of years back. So sometimes that just happens. So it's hard to say for sure without giving away stories. But you know, keep your eyes peeled. I love the Celestials. So I'm always happy to see them show up. They're weird. 
handprints and faces and yeah. crazy looking heads. Cup heads. Yeah, and neon Tron bodies. Love them. Love the Celestials. Another one from Matt Drew Hamilton 1. Stanley had to cancel his appearance this weekend in Columbus, my residence, to get a pacemaker. Please give him my best. We will do our best. Yeah, we'll send along best wishes to Stan. He is doing better. He sent out messages across the world this week to let everyone know that he is in recovery mode. It's going to take a lot. It's going to take a lot to stop Stanley. So we all wish him the best for sure. Yes. Adam Mortarthor 99 tweets, So since you're now recording on Tuesdays, does that mean the podcast will be available earlier from iTunes? Unfortunately, Blake Garris isn't in the room to give you an indignant answer. But indignant. Yeah, yes, it would have been indignant. The answer is no. It's still going to come out on Thursdays. Right. There's just so many tasks. Doing it earlier gives more time for it to be edited and deal with any issues that come up. If you know other projects have to take precedence, there's a whole bunch of things going on at any given time. Unfortunately, we don't have one dedicated podcast person. Blake takes care of so many different things, mm-hmm. so he has to juggle. And doing it on Tuesday really helps him make sure he can get everything put together by Thursday so you guys get it on time. So we're, we're sticking to Thursdays with recording on Tuesdays. At ImmortalThor99 also tweets, you should put out a special edition of the AVX collection that has transcripts of Brevoort versus Low podcasts. You know, it's always nice to hear stuff like that because honestly, when me, Tom, and Nick are recording our those podcasts, we're like, oh my God, is anyone going to enjoy tell this Nick. other than us? I'd love that. We should tell Nick. You want me to tell him right now? Are you going to go grab him? Yeah. All right, go grab Nick. <laughs> Uh-oh. We had something for you, but... Yeah? Yeah. All right, well, I'll pop in there real quick. Hello? I have something for you. Yo, yo, yo! Hey, Nick Everybody! Lowe. What a surprise. Heck yeah. We didn't just go to get him. So check this out. I'm crashing was, again, everybody. I was saying... You weren't crashing. We I didn't even know, I didn't even know you guys were in here. Yeah, or I know. Else, else I would have crashed. Quiet like a mouse. Mises. I was saying how nice this is to hear that someone just said... You should put out a special edition of the AVX collection that has transcripts of Brevoort versus Low podcasts. And I said, that's really nice to hear because when we're recording them, we certainly don't assume that people feel that way. No, we certainly don't. We always think that it's like, uh, when will they get back to normal programming? Yeah. I mean, we love doing them. Certainly. And I'm speaking only for myself when I say we. I love doing those. The royal we. Yeah. His Royal Majesty, Benjamin you, I, T. Morse. I think you and I love doing them. I do I don't know if them. Tom does. Oh, he definitely loves them. Yeah. He's just very dry. Anytime where I can match wits with the witless uh, is wonderful. This week's edition, I don't know if this will get edited out or not, Tom actually destroyed the radiator in his office with a crowbar. <laughs> <laughs> so that was he exciting. He certainly did. Yeah. He in certainly try, did. In trying to give a preview of AVX number 12. Yeah, we did a staged reading. Yeah, Nick and Tom did a staged reading, and Tom's for Captain America and rather than just make a sound effect with his voice he took the omnipresent crowbar in his yep. office and whacked a radiator with it somehow not thinking that would crack the radiator yep. open the front facing fell off it was yeah. it was very interesting I don't know if Tom just thinks like you know as an executive VP yeah. EP he throws money around like crazy <laughs> yeah like crazy <laughs> just like whatever he rolls deep just another know? radiator he rolls deep yeah, yeah. so I, I think that's a great idea Chris, Chris Vaughn. Vaughn I think that's a great idea Chris I think you need to start a letter writing campaign yeah and also uh, maybe start transcribing. Yeah. I don't know who else is going to do Give that. it a go. <laughs> yeah. Give it a go. I don't know if we can get anyone in trades to sit around and listen to those. <laughs> For a future podcast, you guys need to ask me about writers who use transcription software. 
and okay. some of and some of the genius that comes from there, <laughs> from transcription software not quite working as it, as it should. Amazing. So I'll come back in with an example, and it'll be a wonderful time. Everyone nice. will laugh and laugh and pat their bellies as they laugh raucously. So you know, they gave out, when they were doing the Emmys last week, they did best... I didn't guess, get one. They did a best guest actors for TV shows, and I was like, you know, if we gave best guest actor for a podcast, Nick would win by I default. I would hope so. Totally. By default. <laughs> How dare you, sir? <laughs> Speaking of guests, when are you at New York Comic Con? I'll be at New York Comic Con Thursday, Friday, probably later on Saturday, because I'm running 20 miles oh, yeah. on Saturday morning. On Saturday? Saturday morning. Nick if, Lowe is yeah. running a marathon. If you're in Central Park, you might see me sweating like right. a pig running around, so feel free to throw yeah. eggs. So we won't see you Saturday night or, You'll ever, see me Saturday or night. ever again. That's a lie. You're but a lie. we are recording live on video episode of the podcast Thursday at 5 p.m. to about 6.30. Okay. So if you get a chance, come up to our skybox and break okay. on in. Yeah. And I'll be there. Be I've got a, I'm doing a panel for a friend of mine from like 2.30 to 3.30, so I'll probably be around. Cool. Maybe we'll pop we've, over. Yeah, we've got a skybox. Skybox. So, you know, yes. you're welcome anytime. Sky, Marvel skybox. I love it. Skybox. We... Skybox. Oh, this would be, this would be uh, so much better on video. Too. Blake, if you could take that and use that audio <laughs> For in, Marvel Live. in Marvel Live, that would be perfect. I'll have to see if... Uh, I wish Jordan had his ukulele today. Uh, ukulele that's the first time I've ever heard you say that. <laughs> <laughs> that's the first time I've ever said it. Probably the last. <laughs> yeah, probably. Thank All you, right, fellas. See All right. you later. Bye, podcast listeners. <laughs> that was senior editor Nick Lowe. As always, a delight. Getting back to the questions, we've got another one from Immortal Thor 99. In the AVX Collected Edition, will there be AVX issues interspersed with issues of the Versus book? I'm not sure. I don't. I, I think I think, it, I think the, AVX is purely is purely AVX. the main story. Yeah. With the Infinite Comics. Yeah, the Infinite in and, and all the AR stuff. But. Yeah, but yeah, to the best of my knowledge, it's you know it's twelve issues to put another six in would be 18 yes. by my math and that's pretty huge i don't know maybe maybe down the line it'll be some sort of omnibus or something like that but i think this initial collected edition is just going to be the 12 issues of abx the infinite comics some other bells and whistles but not full other series that's crazy pants yes last one from immortal thor 99 says omg annihilation human torch in avengers alliance is epic awesome i was is this a new costume yeah they just put them out they were, he was like supposed ne- to come out. His negative zone cost? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ooh, yeah, he's better. Awesome. I think he has a cosmic control rod in his hand. Ooh. I can't remember. But yeah, he's check that out. awesome. You check that out. Most underrated move in Avengers Alliance, Mr. Fantastic's Bifurcator. What level is that? That is his final... I think you got to get him to level 10. 9. Or 9? Is that when you get the fourth move? Yeah, yeah. Get him to level 9, fourth move. He gets this thing called the Bifurcator where he zaps a person... It refills the stamina of everyone on your team, but it also, you got to use it on someone who has high health because it takes away at least half of their health, regardless of where they were. The only downside is if they only have like 200 left, you can't, you'll never beat anyone with this because it always just reduces them in half. Uh, but it's a great, I've been using that a lot lately. It's a great little move. It does. Wow. You can take a boss down a peg or two with that thing. It's I gotta awesome. boost Mr. Fantastic <laughs> yeah. up one more level. Mr. Fantastic, man, he's underrated. He's an underrated character. He dodges a lot of stuff too, because he's malleable. That's what they say, because malleable. <laughs> <laughs> At James H. Harrison, thank you for the Magneto Testament suggestion. I'm currently reading it. I'm truly enjoying it. 
Glad you like that suggestion. Magneto Testament is honestly one of my favorite books we produced at Marvel since it started here. Just a really powerful and very different kind of series. Yep. So yeah, if you're looking for something, it's, it's as much art as anything else. It's very moving. And if you're into historical fiction, stuff like that, definitely check out Magneto Testament. At Jekyll Geek, Luke Cage and Doctor Doom are reoccurring characters in the Ultimate Spider-Man cartoon. Will Doom ever end up owing Luke money? God, I hope so. Because if we get Luke Cage saying, where's my money, honey, on animated television, that's that's a win. Call that a win. I'll call it something. That would, that would be something. Another one from at Jekyll Geek. Who is the coolest Marvel superhero who has never been an Avenger? Ooh. It's tough. So many characters have been Avengers at this point. Because the traditional answers are all taken now. You can't say, like, Spider-Man, Daredevil, Doctor Strange. They're all in the mix. Who's a big gun who has never been an Avenger? And I mean, coolest is, of course, subjective. Deadpool's not an Avenger. Deadpool would be interesting. Cable's not been an Avenger yet. Cable. Yeah, you go with a lot of the X-Men characters. Human Torch is the only Fantastic Four who's never been an Avenger. Seems almost unfair. So... Human huh. Torch would be an interesting yeah. one. I feel bad for that guy. Um, I don't. But yeah. <laughs> yeah, so many, I mean, so many traditional characters. Silver Surfer, maybe? Yeah, I was thinking that too. Silver Surfer would be an interesting one. Battery Bill? Pip. Pip the Troll. Yeah, sure. Pip the Troll's right at the top of the list. Yep. Yeah, send us your suggestions. I'd like to hear what people have to say about that. Yep. At JMan15393 tweets, Watching Avengers for the eighth time today, still as good as the first time. Hashtag, oh, Yes. Great. No, no hashtag necessary. Good job, Jacob. Congratulations. Uh, crazy numbers for some of the people who were watching Avengers and they're still counting and still adding up. It's insane. Love, love, love it. At Lex Pendragon tweets, According to my preschooler Inara, Colossus is actually called, quote-unquote, the Blue Hulk. <laughs> and he says, parenthetical, Ben Grimm was Orange Hulk last night. That's why adorable. It, why is he a Silver Hulk? It's the coloring, I guess. Let him be blue. He can be blue. I'm She's just saying. He's a, silver, okay. he's a silver-colored character. Even I know that. It is adorable, though. Yeah. Another one from Matt Lex Pendragon says, Before you ask, before we ask, <laughs> AVX-12 is his twin of the week. I've been impatient for it since last new comic day. Get here ah, already. That is a first. That is great. That is a first on this podcast, proclaiming something twin of the week before it even hits the stands. Love it. Couple from at Laser Mountain Monster tweets: Give us just that tiny taste of Nova at the beginning of AVX, and then nothing. That's kind of mean. Same thing with Cable. Nova, AVX number twelve. You get your bit of Nova back. Huge moment. Cable got his own series coming up soon. Cable and X Force also going to be in. I think the first, if not the first, in the second issue. No, I think it's the first issue of A Plus X. Teaming up with Captain America in a story written by none other than Dan Slott awesome that's gonna be very interesting. super psyched last one from laser mountain monster says for the sake of setting a really stupid argument who's got the best beard in marvel hercules game set match bearded hulk was pre- uh, bearded thor was pretty great bearded hulk is great they're great but they don't keep they're not consistent hercules True. shaved for a little bit in the 90s but more often than not oh remember that that was, that was awful that was terrible that was a nightmare <laughs> terrible time oh. he had the avengers leather jacket uh, he had this ugly costume he had a headband, like he was, you know, Olivia. Keep the headband, keep the jacket, what? bring back the beard. He was. He looked like Olivia Newton-John or something. Love Olivia Newton-John. Yeah, that's true. But yeah, no, I think Kirk's got the best beard just because of his commitment. He's got, he keeps it. He keeps it around. Fair enough. Yeah. Fair enough. At Mike Billiter, updating us as he moves across the country. 
After hearing Michael K. Williams on This Week in Marvel, I want to watch everything he's been in times 20. Fantastic interview. Thank you, Mike. Also for Mike, giving us the real update. In other news, I can definitely see why not many Marvel storylines take place in Nevada and Utah. Hashtag vast emptiness. Sick burn on Nevada and Utah. Step up your games, Nevada and Utah. Billiter delivers. Another one from Billiter. Update as requested, demanded. We're just about to cross into Colorado after finally getting through Nevada and Utah. This guy hates Nevada and Utah. Yeah. Wow. Really harsh. Keep us posted, Mike. Good luck, Mike. Keep it going, man. At Panos SW. Hello from Sweden. Hello. Hello. Is Bendis' Brilliant a limited series, and why does it take months for each issue? Great podcast. Uh, Brilliant is an icon series. Whether it's limited or not, I don't think it's been really established. It's really as long as Brian and Mark Bagley want to keep it going, they'll keep it going. Reason it doesn't come out as frequently is because it's basically it's kind of their side job. You know, Brian's writing a ton of Marvel books. Mark Bagley is getting ready to draw Fantastic Four. When they have some free time, they put together this other great comic. It's creator owned. Great to support them on it. But it definitely, like all Icon books, comes out in a more regular schedule because it's when those guys are able to make time. Yeah, they, uh, they put it out. I think Mark can draw twenty two issues a month. Yep. I mean, I think that's his his speed. So it's just a matter of him. You know, basically fitting brilliant into those other 22 issues. Just getting a tw- once in a while, they can do a 23rd. Yeah, it's tough. At Ref Gemlin tweets, question. Rick Remender has said, Uncanny Avengers builds on the events of the Dark Angel Saga. What should I re- read to get caught up? I'd recommend the Dark Angel Saga. That's one. But I think, <laughs> I mean, Remender first said, I think the first thing he said, he posted this on Twitter, was that, the story he's doing in Uncanny Avengers is so much bigger than Dark Angel Saga. Yeah. But then he said it builds on it, and it builds on it in, in some of the characters that shows up and some of the themes and concepts, but you don't need to read anything if you're just going into Uncanny Avengers. Yeah. Don't want you to feel like you are missing something, because you're not. Uncanny Avengers will get you where you need to be right off the bat. You can go back and read Uncanny X-Force, and we highly suggest... It's just that good. Yeah. I mean, I think we both we both read Uncanny Avengers number one at this point. I've I haven't read the read I, I have the black and white. I haven't read it. Yet. It's a great issue, and like Ryan said, it drops you right in. It picks up on big stuff not only from Uncanny X Force, but also from Avengers vs X Men and from other places. Yep. But it gets you you get right in the mix right away. You yeah. do not need to read anything else before Uncanny Avengers. That said, I would definitely recommend reading Uncanny X Force just because it's one of the best runs I think we've done in recent memory and. The ties between Uncanny X-Force and Uncanny Avengers are not going to be immediately apparent, but as it goes down the line, it's going to be one of those things where you will meet characters or re-meet characters or pick up on storylines that you'll enjoy all on their own, but if you read Uncanny X-Force, there will definitely be an extra added, oh yeah, I knew that type of value. Same with uh, Remender's Secret Avengers run. He's really, Rick's a guy who likes to carry a lot of the storylines he's going, so you know, he, he rewards you if you're a fan follows him from book to book yes another one from at ref gamlin says almost forgot to mention this week of marvel 47.5 it's a testament to why marvel films are so good passion for the industry and the fans thank you robert we a smiley that. face in there yeah big smiley face big smiley face at ron brothers does miles morales have a counterpart in the marvel universe he said the 616 universe but i hate saying 616 Me too. i say the marvel universe does miles morales have a counterpart well, if you read Spider-Man number five, you know that he might. And hopefully we'll learn. Yeah. Down the line. That was a point. In we ain't Spider-Man giving that away. Five. Not giving that away for free. You gotta buy the turkey to get the Get eggs. the leg and the hay. The, and, the, the, yeah. the stuffing. Something like that? I don't know. 
At Ron Brothers, Hawkeye and Spider-Woman seem to be an item. What about the budding romance between with Black Widow and Avengers Assemble? That's the budding romance between Hawkeye and Black Widow, not between Spider-Woman and Black Widow, unless something's going on behind the scenes there. Yes, Hawkeye and Black Widow have a history. They were at one time an item, and in Avengers Assemble, during kind of a momentary bit of weakness, Black Widow laid one on Hawkeye and immediately apologized and said, I know you're with Spider-Woman, but Hawkeye seemed not sure what to make of it. Will this tension continue? Will there be a love triangle? Who will Hawkeye choose? He had trouble with Spider-Woman in the last issue of Avengers. I like Hawkeye and Spider-Woman together a lot. You know, I'm a Black Widow fan, but I kind of feel like that's been there, done that. We've explored that relationship. I'm, I'm rooting more for Hawkeye and Spider-Woman. But yeah, before this first arc of Avengers Assemble is, is done, I wouldn't be surprised to see that revisited. Cool. At Sabine Smash tweets, not sure if this was addressed in the podcast before, but during the Civil War event, whose side were you guys on? Mm. Um, Man, gotta go way back in the yeah. way back machine. There. I think I was more Captain America. Yeah. I think I was. I saw Iron Man's point. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah, totally. That so was. Much of a fascist. Wow. Being a huge fascist. Listen to you. Huh? Yeah. Captain Paul, little Mr. Uh, Rebel no, over no, here. I, I Johnny thought, Reb. I thought they both, that's something I liked about the storyline was they had a good point. I think Captain America's point was the popular kind of easy one to follow, yeah. but there was a lot of good arguments for Iron Man. But I think ultimately, yeah, I was on Cap, I was on Cap's side. I was rooting for those dudes. Totally. At Simon Sebs tweets, at one time you were going to get a sound effect whenever someone said penultimate. What happened with that? Blake? Blake. What happened? Where's our sound effect? Ugh. He failed us. Ugh. Ugh. At the King's Squid, I'm all for the live stream of episode 50. Good, it's happening. Please make Blake wear something embarrassing. That We don't really need to make him do it. We don't have Strami here to wear that jacket. Yeah. Blake, I have faith Blake will do it all on his own. <laughs> Who will guest star? Well, we named some earlier. We are still working on it. We will try as we get closer to the show... And we're promoting the podcast and all the rest of live. We'll try to let you guys know. But you never know. You never know who's going to be there. So you got to tune in. Ryan's doing some yoga right now. Yep. While we finish up as we come to the end of here. Oh, good. Another one from At The King Squid. Living in Japan, I didn't get to see Avengers yet. The Blu-ray is in the mail on its way now. You guys have me so hype. Hype, hype, hype. Very cool. Can't wait for you to see it, Kevin. And finally from At The King Squid. Heard the new app. Thanks. 30 points is a good start. I wanted to say the last two eps have been killer. All killer. Keep it up. Thank you, Kevin. Appreciate it. 30 I, points is a good start. Yeah. You gotta earn your next ones. Just saying the episodes were good. We're, it's not enough. At WBandoy tweeted, LOL, just started listening to This Week in Marvel, and I gotta say, quote-unquote, we need more sassy Blake Garris. Hashtag make it happen. That's the opposite of what everyone around the office says. Yeah. hi at Wolf Knight 26 tweeted, Finish Annihilation like you guys recommended for me to read to get ready for Guardians of the Galaxy. It was awesome. Excellent, Ryan. If you finish the original Annihilation, you can now move on to Annihilation Conquest, as well as the Nova series. There, there's a lot more for you still to read. Yeah. Because we got a little while before Guardians of the Galaxy comes out, so keep busy. Couple ways to go. Last question of the podcast. Another one from Ryan Putney. RQ, what was the hardest college class you guys had to take? Hashtag RQ stands for random question. <sighs> Hardest college class? Uh, you know, I really didn't like and thus found challenging one that I thought I would enjoy, which was intro to film, because 
I was really excited to take it. I thought I'd get to go in and like kind of chat with other people who were at the introductory level. And it turned out to be a lot of kind of like huge hardcore film nerds, including the professor. So all they would do is talk about stuff like way above the level of what I understood. And yeah. anytime I tried making the, the discussion, they were so condescending and mean. Well, that that I hated that class. So yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know if it was the most difficult in terms of the actual curriculum, but it was the most challenging just because I was so bummed out. I decided to take German in college after not having taken really any language in years. So that didn't work out too well. I got through like two semesters and it was challenging. I loved math, but then I loved math math and I was really good at it. Second year of college, I had done already two semesters and I did well third year it's just my brain said you know what no more math. not happening <laughs> done and it, it almost literally just turned off my ability to do my that high level math just stopped and i was like what, i what, couldn't do it anymore what could have been you could have been like a math prodigy on like wall street or something right i love math in college though just because like especially if you were an english major you would sit through all those classes where there was no right answer like everything was interpretation and it's like tell me what you think and then with math it was nice because it was just like this is it. Cold. You're right hard. or you're wrong. No emotions. What about you, young Daniel? What's well, your most challenging class uh, so far? Last this, year... This internship? I mean, this is counting as a class. Last year I studied at Oxford in England. And oh, look at you. I know. Whoop-de-doo. I like how you just like the rip into me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, every awesome. time you say anything, I'm just like... Oh, I like can't get, speak. Yeah, La-dee-da. <laughs> but I took a course. It was like a World War II literature class, and I had to read like two to three novels a week and write oh. like a ten-page paper every that week. sounds terrible. It's Oxford, bro. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Gotta it was, hang. It was yeah, hard. Gotta hang at Oxford. But I did well, so it worked out. Good. It was hard. Glad to hear it. Congratulations. Yes. All right, guys. Wait, did you pass? Yeah, yeah. I got A-. Don't act all <laughs> Yeah, yeah. A-? minus. Well, hey, I guess if, if well, you're just trying right. to skate by. Room for improvement. <laughs> yeah. Not perfect. Maybe one of these days you'll get an A or an A+. Plus, yeah. One day. One, one day. day. All right. Not today. On that note, let's wrap up this episode. Thank you guys for listening. Thanks to everybody who contributed on our side. Remember, next week, big, big episode live. This Week in Marvel. Check it out at marvel.com slash nycc2012 starting at 5 p.m. Eastern on Thursday, October 11th. And we'll obviously be tweeting that out like crazy and all that good stuff. Get some questions ready for us to answer live. If you're, Hopefully you'll be watching live and you can ask us on the fly. All kinds of good stuff coming. Thank you so much. This is Marvel, your universe.